looking at me as well. Hi there, Jonathan Williams back again at the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Bricks and Mortar podcast, well that's a podcast about property. If you've got an interest in property buying, selling, renting or investing in property, then I'm sure that we'll have something that floats your boat and lights your candle in the next wee while. This week's show is all about the interview, so what I can say to you is that we had a cracking interview today uh, with John Loudon of Auction House Scotland. Uh, he's been with them 18 months or so, and whilst he doesn't have a uh, uh, history as far as property is concerned, he's certainly on a steep learning curve, and he's got some great insight as far as the auction is concerned. So if you've got any concerns, queries, um, or indeed didn't really know too much about auction, then certainly you'll get a great deal of information from John. So I'm going to put that on. It is quite a long interview. It's probably about 40, 45 minutes, but really do stay with it because there's some great stuff. He tells us about Homes Under the Hammer. He takes us through the process of the actual auction, tells us about the costs associated with that. And as ever, it's uh, it's always some good content there for you. Before I got into the interview today, I was uh, cycling off to work and uh, I did my Good Samaritan bit, I have to say, cycling out of the house, down the road and out of the left-hand corner of my eye, I spotted a fluorescent bag and I thought, gosh, what's that? It was on the pavement, um, couldn't really see what had happened, it was behind some cars. Um, so I slowed down and uh, peeked behind the cars and uh, over to the the pavement and then there's this woman lying in a crumpled heap her bike's on the floor she's on the floor and I thought god what the hell's happened here so I shouted over to her you okay and um, she sort of mumbled something and so I thought well gosh I, I can't leave her there I was all meant to go down to the swimming pool to do some laps before I went into work so I decided uh, I would go up and see how she was and, and she was a oh, she was in a bit of a poor state I have to say she'd uh, done she'd grazed her, her knuckles um, she kept holding the side of her her um, uh, her body and uh, she'd certainly landed on her chin because her chin was all open. But the great thing was that the, one of the next door neighbours, I don't know if he'd seen what had happened, but certainly he was out and I'd suggested that he should get a, a cup of tea, warm cup of tea with some sugar. Um, and I ended up staying with her for sort of five, ten minutes. The, the neighbour ended up getting a, a jacket and uh, she phoned the boyfriend who was coming in from Partick. So... You know what? It's it's great when stuff like that happens. When you know, you you do your your good Samaritan, and then you realise that you're not the only person there who's prepared to to lend a hand. So, you know what? That was I I, I wasn't really too bothered about missing my swimming, to tell you the truth. And I just felt, you know what? I feel really good. Anyway, that's my good Samaritan story. Let's get on with the interview. Hi there, it's Jonathan Williams back again from the Bricks and Mortar podcast and uh, this show is all about an interview and uh, I've dragged John Loudon in um, for an interview. I've known uh, John now for about six months or so, I met him at one of the ALG conferences and uh, his bag is very much auction. 
So without much more further ado, I'll introduce John. He'll tell you a wee bit more about what he does here at Auction House Scotland. Um, and then we'll just chew the fat for, for 20 or 30 minutes. John, good to meet up with you again. Um, you. So you've been in the role here <coughs> for Eight, how long? 18 months or so now. Okay, yeah. right, so as long yeah. as that. So going away, yeah. Good. <laughs> as long good. as that, I've lasted that long. <laughs> and, and what have you been doing? What, what did you do before that? Because I don't think that you've got a, a property background as, as such. Not, not a long-term okay. property, Jonathan. My background previously, dim and distant past, was in, would you believe, in print and packaging. All right. Uh, okay. So I did that for, for many, many years. Um, and with one thing or other, um, so uh, so broadly sales related yeah. areas done, uh, you know, that side of things, done telecom sales, those, those kind of areas. Uh -huh. um, but property really, <coughs> excuse me, probably for the last four to five years now, um, through a mutual connection, uh, started up a, a pre and post tenancy services business. Right. So dealing with letting agents, with landlords okay. for tenant referencing, uh, tenancy agreements um, at the front end and um, servicing notices and proceedings, those kind of at things the, at, the back at the other end. end. So not property management as yeah, such. Yeah, but it's so important from that because we, we, we talk to a lot of, of um, factors and, and those agents who deal in the tenancy side of things and, and it's just so important to do the due diligence work at the start Absolutely. of a, of that kind of transaction. Well, the whole <coughs> excuse me, the whole tenancy is is only as good as the foundation that builds it, yeah. which is the tenancy which agreement. The, uh -huh. Um. So yeah, I was finding through that process that you know quite a lot of situations could have been well avoided mm. by having things done yeah properly at the start. Taking up references. Uh, things are think well. Things are changing now. Yeah. Well, even just the tenancy agreement itself, uh, things are changing now, as you probably know, mm. in terms of. Um, you know the legislation, yeah. the, the taxation, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, but the the template tenancy agreement and the the sheriff court first tier tribunal type of arena as well. So it's a it's a massive complication, uh, yeah. and it's very easy to get wrong. Uh, so the logic behind that business was make sure or help people to get it right mm -hmm. the first time, mm -hmm. and then that provides the foundation stone for hopefully a, a pain free tenancy yeah uh, and if it's not the services at the other end absolutely to, to yes. try and help out as well yes, you know? get rid of them absolutely. get, get short yeah, of them yeah, yeah. um i was reading a blog post um about airbnb and mm -hmm. and the changes in legislation with regards to the tenancies and i think certainly in edinburgh um i also spoke to an estate agent a fortnight ago and he said that airbnb is just an enormous boon through mm. in edinburgh because it's that kind of market where people are quite happy to come in and, and, and rent for a couple of days on a holiday mm. or what have you and I think it's taking an enormous part of the market mm. um, that's really booming at the moment Absolutely. and I'm wondering if that's A, it's got obviously to do with Edinburgh being mm. the kind of city it is Festival but city. also I think the legislation side of things may well push people mm -hmm. more towards that. Well I think so, I think, um, I mean Airbnb probably Two years ago, I had no idea that no. What, what even existed. Absolutely. But holiday lets and service accommodation generally, certainly the people that I'm talking to and, and yourself as well probably, um, is becoming more prevalent than ever it was and in some of the strangest areas. But I think it's probably, as you say, related to the fact that 
single leg tenancy is getting wrapped up uh, in, in all sorts of uh, red, tape. Uh, red tape which mm -hmm. you know ideally is not what a landlord wants it's about the return yeah and it shouldn't be that you know that difficult to get that uh -huh. Uh, uh -huh. so I believe and I'm no expert in it that service accommodation is, is, is able to be run on a more commercial kind of footing which maybe then brings in different uh, you know different legislation different taxation those mm -hmm. kind of things mm -hmm. which uh, you know a lot of people are finding attractive and the margins themselves are massive compared yeah. to, to single lets in Edinburgh as you say absolutely festival city it's uh, it's going like a train I, but I'm sure it's not going to last forever because um, the good old boards through Edinburgh and the Scottish Parliament will yeah. have something to say oh, about well, that <laughs> there'll be some taxation. <laughs> don't, don't like people making money sometimes <laughs> do they yeah but uh, so you had and you were doing that full time then with mm -hmm. regards to, to that and then so you had an interest in property had an um, interest and then in this, property. this opportunity came up well, what, what happened is, as part of that uh, tenancy services, I also uh, branched out a little bit into property sourcing. Uh, so okay. I was doing some sourcing locally, south side of Glasgow, East Kilbride, that kind of area. For yourself or for... For, for myself, for yes, yeah. as part of it. Uh, you know, uh, building my, or attempting to think of building my own empire as mm -hmm. well. Um, so the property sourcing obviously then brings a need for property selling. Yes. Um, and I was doing some work with the guys uh, in the auction house anyway. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had a relationship um, and ultimately the opportunity then came along to to do it sort of more full time in terms of the business development role. And, you know, 18 months later or 18 months previously mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. Here I am and, and loving it. All right. Yeah. So your role in here is, is business development manager. Yeah. So sort of your day-to-day -day routine, what, what is that? Day-to-day -day will involve, um, or slightly bigger picture, my, my role is to develop relationships with um, estate agents, with letting agents, solicitors, mortgage advisors, um, insolvency practitioners. In essence, anybody who has a need or who's dealing with property and stock. may have a need for uh, that sales route that's maybe not you know, conventional open market, uh -huh. whether it's because it's, for whatever reason, has become distressed, whether there's issues with the property itself, yeah. or whether it's, uh, dare I say, outside of their own uh, field of expertise, mm -hmm. then uh, they may be looking for a solution. And what I'm trying to do is to partner with agents rather than necessarily compete with them uh, to offer a offer a solution uh, which means that they can still uh, create margin from opportunities which otherwise might have uh, might pass them by right. or that they've got margin locked up in stock that they can't release because it isn't selling so 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 it's almost like then your estate agents your your high street or your your internet estate agents have another string to their their, their bow that they can turn around and say well listen Unfortunately, for whatever reason, this property isn't selling, but have you considered um, auction? Mm. We've got a contact, John Loudon, Auction House Scotland, and they can then use that Absolutely. to move forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it, auction, as we'll, we'll, we'll maybe you know, describe a little bit later, it's not, it's not the same as the open market. The process is a little bit different. Mm. So there, there's, a, there's a knowledge and an expertise involved in it. So what, what, we are, what we're offering is saying, look, you know, you can, as you've said, add an auction route to your sales solution mm -hmm. suite, as it were, yep. without having to know all about it and without having to, you know, risk perhaps getting it wrong. Yes. Uh, so, you know, 
deal deal with the expertise that exists rather than try and do everything yourself. It's you know business one on one, isn't it really? So mm. um, absolutely, um, because the I think what we find is it, it, with a with an open market agent, it, it if it doesn't if it doesn't sell, it's it needs something more fundamental oftentimes rather than just chipping the chipping the price backwards. So you know having that option arm allows them to offer something proactive mm-hmm. uh, rather than just be perhaps dare I say perceived by their client as being you know because they're hearing from you know it's Jonathan on the phone he's all he's going to be looking to do is maybe talk about my price again so uh-huh. it gives a, a different solution uh, that perhaps they hadn't thought of or, or maybe even weren't aware of okay um, and, and that's you know that's our job is to is to help that uh, come to fruition and, and help get it sold and the, the role of the BDM then is um, it must be quite varied then is that something that you enjoyed love it yeah, yeah. well I, no, no two days are no two days are the same uh-huh. um, certainly the the process of proposal through to instruction you know follows a you know follows a timeline yes uh-huh. but in terms of who I could be speaking to um, on a day-to-day basis it's different people with different uh, demands and, and different you know outcomes mm-hmm, but ultimately mm-hmm. when it when it funnels back in again it's yeah we, we need to we need to shift some stock uh-huh. and, um, and process driven you will have processes in place oh, absolutely also. yeah oh it's got to be yeah it's got to be and, and the option is very precise in that in that method yes definitely definitely and so what what was it that got you into property why, why do you enjoy property is there some th- aspect within property or, or what was it about the I think I think it's, well I think I think is the, the, the variety of it yeah. it's the is the people that you're connecting with through it uh-huh. um, I mean I you know I love meeting new people I love networking I love you know creating you know it gives you a super opportunity for doing well, that. absolutely it does yeah uh, and, and ultimately you know properties are is a common theme that runs through almost everybody's mm. life anyway. Yeah. And yeah. selfishly for myself, um, you know, it's a, it's a means of perhaps funding for my own retirement. So what better way to know about the property market is to actually be within it. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, and I think I've said this in the podcast before that back in the day when I was a, a solicitor and I got taken aside by the senior partner and he said, listen, have you made provisions for your retirement? What are you doing? And I said, well, I've got a pension, but other than investing in, in, in that, putting money aside, I've got a hee-haw idea of what mm. to do. And, and he said, well, listen, the best piece of advice I can give you is invest in something that you know about. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I decided to do. Absolutely. Put some, back in the day, put some money aside, got a 75% loan to, loan to, to value flat, a mortgage rather got a flat in Rupert Street and, and off I went and haven't looked back mm-hmm. um, and he said listen for me investing in the stock markets I didn't know anything about that whereas I, I knew everything about property right. and to me not only did I know about it but because I knew about it I enjoyed it and so therefore there was more impetus to actually continue mm. to invest in That's the property it. yeah yeah so yeah so every day is a school day and mm. um yeah, it's it's just a it's a it's a a thriving environment to be in. And, yeah. You know, I'm I'm not getting any younger, but you know, being in this environment seems to it it, it varies between keeping Energizes me young and making you. me old at the same time. But <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, good you know, good good days and and, and successes are uh, are are what uh, are what business is all about. Yeah. And certainly, we're we're getting plenty here, which is great. Great. 
So we started off there with the tenancy side of things. You mm. joined Auction House Scotland, a huge learning curve for you, mm. must have been. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And so who within the organisation was able to, to assist you with that? Well, we're, quite, we're, we're a small team here, yep. um, but there's a wealth of experience. I mean, you, you know some of the people here mm. yourself anyway. So yep. um, it's, it's, a, it's a, I know it sounds cliched, but it is a team game. Mm. So if there is a lack of knowledge on my part, I mean, say, sales and building relationship, is, it doesn't matter what, what business you're in, uh, but specifically with regards to property, if there's, a, if there's an issue or whatever, then, you know, Mandy, my director, is there to help. Mm -hmm. Lorna, who you've met, yep. is, is there to help. And, and, and the, the valuers within the business as well who cover the length and breadth of Scotland, there's very few situations, either property situations they or haven't come general across. situations yep. that they've not come across. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, we're all, we're all out to, to try and create the same outcomes. So, you know, the, 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 it's, it's easy to ask and easy to get advice. Yes. And, and it's one of these things that um, even if you've been in the game, for 20 odd years or so mm. there's always something that you you need to get advice on mm. um so that's great that you've got a team here that Absolutely. you're able to bounce off yeah. off ideas yeah good good um let's maybe talk a wee bit more about the actual auction process because mm -hmm. i think to those who are listening the auction process is something that they will have exposure to as far as seeing the likes of homes under the hammer mm -hmm. um but let's just maybe step back a little bit from that it, it it has the ring of and this is true very much in this country but not say for example in australia where the auction in australia that's how you buy and sell property mm -hmm, is right. that you pitch up you, you go along to the at property the yeah. at the house everybody's yeah. there and yeah. you have a, a um a, a fight as, as to who's going <laughs> to, to be paying what and, and i have to say from a t transparency point of view mm. having been a solicitor for 20 years and, and had the the slings and arrows of a closing date and blind bidding there is an appeal mm -hmm. of the auction but it does still does seem to be <coughs> almost a last chance saloon for those but i i know that's not necessarily the case because the, there are reasons why you would want to go auction mm. at the start of a, mo of, a yeah. of a marketing process than leave it to the last moment absolutely auction works very well for every uh, stage of the process and it, and it can as you've alluded to it can work particularly well if it's the first port of call mm -hmm. now we're not naive we know that in general it's it's not going to be that yeah and i think that's just a that's a culture and that's a that's a a misconception i guess that yes. the, the, the people are going to have and you know I'm no, I'm no prophet but part of my job is to is to spread the word of auction and see if we mm. can uh, you know, try and knock down some of these um, perceived issues. And, and I guess quite difficult to do that because you're just one company in yeah. the middle of Glasgow, mm. whereas every flipping day, 10 o'clock, you've got homes under the hammer and, and they're, they're saying, well, you can save this, you can save that, I've got this at a cheap price. Mm. So it's it, a difficult gig to actually try and, and change perceptions. I think the whole, uh, and certainly lo looking at the Scottish market against the English market, the English market is far more accept accepting of auction, yes, uh, okay. and uh, I think that's no that's no bad thing. Uh, it's become part of the fabric of the um, of the sales solution down there, and they'll they'll sell you know brand new build properties as much as they will okay. you know some some tumble down 
shag so somewhere. Not a, it's not stigmatised no in any Absolutely way. not. Absolutely not. I think Scottish, whether it's just because, or Scotland rather, whether it's just because of, of who we are or how we are, mm-hmm. um, it's 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 a little bit, uh, it's been a bit more challenging to get that forward. But I think we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, we're getting there. Um, and, you know, by continual involvement with social media, by continual um, looking after people when they do connect with us, whether it's coming to the auction themselves to just to see how we do things, whether it's seeing us a bit more on, on Homes Under the Hammer or wh- whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, I think it's familiarity with what auction is and importantly what it isn't yeah. is the you know is a starting block for doing it. So you know opening the conversation or opening the opportunity for conversation I think is is key. So yeah. once you're once you're through that first door, then the conversation can develop and people will then can then start to see where the where the true value is mm. rather than just saying, Oh gosh, it's you know, all they're gonna do is pile stock high and, and try and sell it for the, the cheapest possible yeah. price, which it simply isn't no I, th- I think as with many things once you actually get under the bonnet and see how it operates then there are fail safes there are yeah. uh, guarantees mm. uh, and we'll obviously talk about that as yeah. we go through the, the process yeah. so let's say I wanted to put the property that I got and want to sell it through auction well, what's the first thing that I need to be thinking about and doing the, the, the first thing really would be, sp- be speaking to us and, yep. and by us um I should maybe explain Auction House Scotland. We cover all of Scotland, but we're a national brand as well. So the the uh, the again the, the social side of things we're we're quite fortunate in terms of we've got a you know economies of scale. So mm-hmm. however they find out about us, yep. um, the first conversation is, you know, what is your situation? You know, how can we help? That's mm-hmm. the, the best mm-hmm. opening question in the world, isn't it? How can I help? Yes. Um, find out what their their setup is. Find out what their uh, issues or what their needs are in terms of what the outcome is, and and if we can help, then we'll we'll look at how the you know the, the, the best way of the best way of doing it. Don't get me wrong, we we don't promise to do something that we don't think that we can do, um, mm. because as you as you mentioned there, there, there is uh, inherent built-in protection within the process that uh, that means that the, the the client will not get undersold and won't do something that. Uh, that they don't want to do. And what you're talking about there is a marker. Ultimately, Absolutely. it cannot go below a certain mark. That's and right. that's very much down to the client. With it's, it's, down, it's down to the client and ourselves. I'll maybe touch on that a little bit later. But mm. um, where we come into the processes, and it's, you know, it, it's part of, the, part of the reason why, um, as, a, as a group, we're as successful as we are in, in terms of our conversion rate, which I think is key because people don't come to auction to list no. and come to auction to sell. To sell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we we qualify opportunities, one, to make sure that, you know, we've got a reasonable chance of getting it sold. I mean, mm-hmm. our conversion is, you know, in excess of 75% wow. year on year. Okay. But it's because we qualify leads properly coming in. Yes. Um, if, we, if we brought on in, you know everything well, you and know anything, it wouldn't get sold. then it wouldn't get sold, yeah. uh, and the, the damage of that, you know, will will we'll cover. Um, so it's it's a reality conversation in many circumstances, and if we can help, we'll tell them how we can help. We'll explain what the process is. So the the starting is our auction appraisal from our as a business here. We've been going for under auction house branding for. 
four years or so. Mm-hmm. We cover the whole of Scotland, as I've said. Yeah. Um, so we've we've got you know a, a good history of lots of different types of property in lots of different areas. Mm-hmm. So our internal comparables are there. Market comparables are available through all the channels that we all know about. Yeah. Um, but we also recognise that you know people that are coming to auction are not open market buyers. They're they're investors. They're developers. So we like to think that we know what they're looking for, mm. and it's really coming up with a solution that's going to work for the client, yes. but also is going to be attractive to our audience. So we're talking about being realistic as far as your pricing is concerned, mm. um, and then setting that, that bar as to what is not going to be sold under, under that. We'll be, I mean, if, if you have watched Homes Under the Hammer, if, you've, if you're at all aware of auction and been along to any of the auctions, Everything that we do is offered by a guide price. Now, mm-hmm. a guide price is there to promote uh, interest, mm-hmm. to promote competition, because yep. ultimately, you know, auction can only thrive when there's competitive interest in the room or, you know, emotionally in the room anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guide price exists. From there, what we're doing is we're monitoring interest. So the girls in the office are liaising with any incoming interest, um, whether it's coming through from our own website, whether it's coming through from you know any of the open market portals which we also use. So we're yeah. on we're on Right Move, we're on Zoopla, we're on S One, we're all involved in all the all the social media elements as well as as described. So wherever they find the opportunity, um, we are then managing that interest. Depending on what that interest is, we'll determine where the likely sale is going to come from. So right. if we're starting with a guide which legally allows a reserve to be up to. So technically there's a 10% above guide protocol, which, right. which we, we operate. So if something is, is advertised £100,000, it gives you a flavour of where the, the minimum the guide is going could to be. be. Right. Um, so we, we can't, we can't, well, we wouldn't anyway, we can't false advertise what the level is. So mm-hmm. we need to reflect where the client's expectation is. Yeah. But the reserve is only relevant in the auction room. So the reserve price is the price at which we as auctioneers cannot sell in the room below. Mm-hmm. And that's by discussion with the uh, the selling client, yep. dependent on the interest that's been generated. Mm-hmm. So if we have only one person who has shown themselves to be interested, mm. or you've got you know 20 people who are attending open viewings mm-hmm. and you know floating offers to the girls, blah, blah, blah. Those those are the two extremes of the uh, of the spectrum, as it were. Yes. So we can confidently say, well, yes, we, we we want to make sure that you get the best deal that you can, but you also want to get your property sold. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. there's limited interest, expectation might be a little bit lower down the scale. Yeah. If there's all over interest, then we would say, look, no, don't give it away. Let's pitch you up up towards the top. So before the auction, the, the reserve is agreed between you and the and the, the seller. Reserve is confidential the between the, auction. the auctioneer and the seller. Right. Um, and can that reserve move at all as as the the auction progresses, or no, I guess that would be something that's very no, difficult that's, to achieve. Well, it, it's once the auction is on, that's it. That, that's us. Now the reserve can be set as late as even the morning of that auction. Okay. Um, if we are trying to pursue, and nobody knows what the interest. reserve is, it's confidential. No, yes. you're right. It's uh-huh. between ourselves and the and the client. Yeah. Um, with saying that, there is all the reserve really means is we we legally can't knock the hammer on any offers less than that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if it doesn't reach the reserve, it can't be sold in the room. 
but we're still trying to create a sale yes. so it can be sold potentially immediately afterwards. Uh -huh. So the, the, the whole auction environment is very proactive and very intensive yes. and we're, you know, we're continually pushing it through. Uh -huh. so. And so that's where if you've got two people and, and they're vying <coughs> to buy this property and, and one of them has what appears to be the highest bid, then the auctioneer will say, he won't say so, but he will say, unfortunately, that's not reasonable. I can't sell that level, but speak, but speak to the team and, and we'll see what we right. can do. And that the indication from that is, yeah, we're, we're here we're to do business, we're away. not that far away. Yeah. I can't sell it in the room, mm -hmm. but let's see if we can get a deal done. Okay. Um, because it would be it would be such a shame, and especially for the for the selling client, to miss out for the sake of, you know, a thousand pounds or two thousand yeah. pounds. Yeah. But we can't sell it uh -huh. at that level outside the room, speak to the client, speak there to the potential to interest, done. and there's a deal to be done. And what about home reports? You need a home report? We need a home report, right, yeah. Okay. Uh, in, in the same fashion as the open market would. Yes. It's an open market route. Mm -hmm. um, we wouldn't need a home report if it was commercial property. I mean, we get involved in a range of different yeah. stock. Yeah, commercial that. obviously needs a, a, an EPC. Yes. Um, sometimes we'll have a surveyor's valuation, sometimes not. Um, but residential, unless it's uninhabitable um, or unless it is being sold as a, a portfolio. Mm -hmm. A portfolio can be as few as two. Yes. Um, that wouldn't need a home report, but if it's a conventional property which somebody could live in, uh -huh. then yeah, we need a home we need report a home the report. same as. So I've got my property, I come to you guys, I say, well, listen, I want to put this on uh, on the auction. You'll give us a choice as to when, what auctions are coming up. Mm -hmm. You'll get a home report sorted, sorted out. Um, you'll tell me the date of the auction. Have I got to give the title deeds? What's the situation with that? I mean, from from my perspective, I would have thought it's once the hammer goes down, that's it. Your contract is signed, um, so it's better for you, sure, as a seller, to pitch up with a set of title deeds so everybody can look at those. Okay. Does everybody do that? The the process prior to auction, <coughs> excuse me, the home report exists, but then also what is produced, we we will know who at. at at time of, of instruction, mm -hmm. um, the seller will tell us who their acting solicitor is. Yeah. We would then approach the solicitor and say, you know, Mrs. Brown is for such and such property. Um, what they would then be asked to put together is what's called a legal pack. Yes. And the legal pack contains all that information in it. The whole mm -hmm. report is part of that. The the title is part of that. Any related information which in a conventional sale would form part of the conveyancing process. Yeah. Is actually brought to the front end, yes. Um, because auction um, is it's it's an unconditional process, mm. and it's all about buyers' due diligence. So the buyer is doing their homework prior to the sale, yes. rather than finding out you know any issues after the sales agreement has been made. Mm -hmm. So the legal pack exists, uh, and that is the document that then allows us to sell under auction terms. Auction terms are. Um, a 10% unconditional deposit paid at time of, of agreement, mm -hmm. whether that's in the room or, or post auction. So once the hammer goes down, once the hammer's you're the down, top offer, is, 10%. Be 10%, top off, top offer above reserve, 10%, and the completion would be generally 28 days. It can sometimes be less than that, mm -hmm. depending on who the, who the So really is. you've got to have your finances in place, because 28 <clears> days from my perspective as a mortgage broker, that's pushing it. I mean, mm. if you if you come to me and, and you're looking for a, a mortgage, you know, 28 days from start to finish, you know, you, you would want to make sure 
that there were no hitches mm. uh, and glitches with regards to that because that, that's a tough ask Absolutely. from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. Most people that are coming would have their finance in place yeah. anyway, whether that's simply cash, uh -huh. whether it's you know, some sort of bridging finance perhaps, whether it's yep. you know uh, lending against the portfolio of stock, mm -hmm. there's, there's any number of um, different opportunities. Uh -huh. And what happens if my, my seller, uh, my, sorry, the purchaser buys the property uh, at the auction, pays his 10% deposit, but for whatever reason, Welch is in the deal mm. and can't come up with the money. Yeah. They just they automatically lose the 10%? Or we we just, keep that, that deposit's kept and, yeah. and it would be, uh, it'd be sent to the, to the seller. Yeah. So it is, I mean, genuinely, it is an unconditional, uh -huh. um, which is, is why, as I say, the homework at the front end absolutely is, is, is absolutely important. Yeah. Um, you, you wouldn't be buying an auction if there was any doubt that you were going to be able to to complete mm -hmm. um, because it's a even on even on the the, the bottom end the, the deposit is at least three thousand pounds so you know not that many people would would walk away from that kind of money and obviously you know at the upper end of the scale and we get involved in in property you know three quarters of a million pounds and uh -huh. above you don't walk away from that kind of that kind of money yeah. so um i've i think i could count on the fingers of one finger how often things have not completed and that's exactly yeah. the process it would follow. Uh -huh. um, it, it, the deposit's retained, and then we can we can resell it. Yeah. We we don't necessarily want that because no. oftentimes if a client comes to us and they can't do, in a degree of frustration or sometimes even distress themselves, they need having the money. a deposit is not no. the be all and end that's all. That's not to solve the problem. But it, it maybe it maybe be a maybe be a pill for a moment. Mm -hmm. But but really the outcome is that they want the they want it sold. And they want they want completion in twenty eight days. They don't want let's try and sell mm -hmm. it again in 28 days so. you made reference of, of the due diligence and and with my legal hat on absolutely clear upon that um but it might amaze you frighten you disturb you the amount of times as a solicitor i get the call from the client to say oh it's absolutely fantastic i've bought something at auction mm. and this is the first time that i've been involved in it mm. and i have to then tell them do you understand what you've actually done if we see something that's wrong in the title or there's something, you know, I'm doing an arse over face, um, you've, you've lost your deposit. Mm. And then there's a sort of sharp intake of breath. Sure. And yeah. thankfully, you know, there's only been a couple of occasions <clears throat> where we've, we've had issues mm. um, with regards to that. But by and large, my experience as far as from a purchaser's perspective is that, you know, there are some good bargains to be had as far as that is concerned but you have to, as with everything you have to do your homework and that goes down to your due diligence not only about the legal aspect but also looking at the right property hmm. um, it, it, and the other thing I've had from from auctions is very much the clients have gone in thinking that they're buying a particular property they, they're not successful with that and then they decide, well, they're in the auction mm. and they've got that auction fee. Why not? Yeah. Uh -huh. I'll just buy this one. And they're yeah. maybe not even... Yeah. I mean, the amount of times I've had clients to say, well, and you've seen this property? No. No. Right. Well, we were going to go after 26 Orleans Avenue, but that one got sold and it got a bit too rich for us. So we just went after this one. Oh, yeah. oh for goodness yeah. sake. Yeah. But no, it tends to work itself it, out. It, it can happen. It rarely happens, uh -huh. to be fair. And, yeah. you know, ultimately, we are, we are not... 
again, you know, misconception, number, whatever. Mm. We're not trying to catch people. No, <laughs> no. Um, so, you know, we're, we're open and upfront. Really, absolutely saying, transparent. This is, this, this is where it is. Yeah. Um, the, the legal pack exists. If somebody wants something else, well, we'll obviously try and help. Yes. But, you know, the, the, the probably the, the basic thread of thought would be if you're not comfortable with what you're seeing or what you've shown to your solicitor, which you'd always recommend, you. maybe it's not the right one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so that there are deals to be had in auction, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's sometimes it can be with a degree of you know a, a speculative nature. So if you're if you're conservative, then maybe it's not, or, or perhaps not for your first venture. Yes. Um, but we certainly, you know, we'll we'll help as best we can. We'll get the processes mm -hmm. as. as as open and upfront as we can um, to avoid that, but you can't help people sticking their hand no, in there. Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned uh, something there about it shouldn't be your first venture. You know, I think I use the phrase skin in the game a lot. Um, and really, for your first time buyer, it's, it's not maybe the place to pick up your, your first property. Again, it just it depends on your own outlook, really. Uh -huh. um, I mean, we've we've had you know we've had youngsters starting out who've, who've picked them up. Yeah. Um, they they can they can do very very well, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they, they they strike it lucky because it is very accessible. Yeah. Um, but it shouldn't be about luck, and you know it, it's if you're if you're a first time buyer trying to buy under conventional first time buyer routes, mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't necessarily find yourself in auction. But yeah, you know if you're you know, fortunate enough, bank of mum and dad or whatever, and you've got twenty grand, and you you want to you want to do it. Well, uh -huh. you know, there, there's there's deals there to be had. Yeah. But I would suggest that would be in the minority uh -huh. rather than uh, the, the the many people that, that, that we sell through. Yeah. To. What about costs? Um, seller obviously has to pay for the uh, the auction the, the to go through the auction process. So is it done on a percentage basis? How, how are the costs for the, the seller? For the seller, yeah. it will be uh, typically there's, it's, it's percentage based, mm -hmm. but you know, at the end of the day, we're looking to make it as accessible as we can. Yeah. If we are doing through my business development hat, uh, through an agent, mm -hmm. then we're looking to make it comfortable for, for the agent as well as for the client yeah. um, to, to make the option easy to, easy to access without having... Um, you know, further cost burden that, that can be unwelcome, but typically a, a seller's fee would be would end up being maybe somewhere between fifteen hundred pounds, two and a half thousand pounds, somewhere, somewhere in that, that in that kind okay. of mark. Um, uh, but uh, we're 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 trying again. We're we want to win the instruction for the right opportunity. Yes. So. Okay. And then what about the purchase? Obviously, the purchase has got to pay his ten percent. Is is purchase paying his ten percent? There is a buyer with, a with premium. There's a buyer's premium with auction. Okay, Ours right. is is a, is a flat fee. Um, and it's not percentage based, so mm -hmm. um, but that that's not uncommon with any option. Yeah, a, oh, premium. But again, that forms part of the of the legal pack and the general terms and conditions. So and again, the transparency to, that everybody uh, knows about that. To being uh, open and, and transparent, as you said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and you were telling me just before we started about homes under the hammer. Mm. And I, I think that if if you've ever a been on holiday. Um, B had a bank holiday and C got a television. You cannot help but have watched Homes Under it's the there, Hammer. It, it is just yeah, you cannot there. get uh, away from it. Um, and you've had a couple of <coughs> auctions with with them filming. Is that right? Increasingly so. Yeah, yeah. they they're, they're regularly. Um, we we have auctions in 
uh, physical auctions in Glasgow and in Aberdeen. Right. And as recently as last Thursday in uh, St Vincent Street, uh, the the guys from Homes and the Hammer were there. Um, and and I think that's again because we've generally got some good stories to tell. Mm. Uh, there's always some some interesting lots or some hot lots going on. Yeah. Um, so they'll film them. So their their ideal is to is to find something interesting from a whether it's a a bidding war as you've described earlier that, yes. that goes well above the guide which ultimately is what we're trying to do uh-huh. um, or whether it's just something a wee bit unusual um, in terms of stock then they'll film the whole auction uh, and then there's no obligation for the buyer to to appear but yes. you know they, they will then want to see if they can get uh, get buyers involved and then do as you've seen them do do their before and do their yes. do their after so we're we're on more and more now because as I say, you know, under current guys, four years or so, there's more before and after stories being told now. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's great. Uh, it's great kudos for us. Great, great for Colin, the auctioneer, because he, he just he loves being on the television. So, uh-huh. uh, but it, not it's, shy, the auctioneer. No, no, I, I don't think it's uh, it's not a job for somebody who is a bit shy. I certainly wouldn't no. be me doing it. But um, so yeah, it's all great. It's okay. all great marketing, great exposure, and, 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 and for auction generally. Uh-huh. And how different is an auction in front of the cameras as as against out with the ca- the cameras? Is it just exactly the same? Just the same. Yeah, we we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything differently. Okay. Uh, can't speak for others, but yeah. uh, all, what what they're doing with us is the the only difference is that there's a couple of cameras in the room that are not yeah. there before. We can't we we plan the we plan the auction and we plan. Uh, where how the we're going to do it and where the lots uh-huh. appear yeah, yeah, yeah. but in terms of any any theatre that's on the telly um, it's there that's there uh, and, and that's that's what the that's what and the I think is. I think you were telling me or I'd heard um, that if you were a wee bit camera shy there is an area where mm. you can actually go and sit so that yeah. if you've if you've made the decision turn up at the auction and you suddenly realise gosh this is on auction yeah. in Scotland and you were buying something that you didn't want your wife to see or, or what have you <laughs> then you could actually sit away from the cameras yeah, yeah no, the, the, the Homes and the Hammer team have their, their little A4s and they put them on the seat saying right. this is a oh, this this is Homes view. under the Hammer's uh, seat right um, so yeah if you're particularly uh, wanting to promote yourself then yeah absolutely sit there <laughs> um, but if, you, if okay. you'd rather not then, then best not and did the presenters pitch up or is it just the production I've never team? met them uh-huh. uh, so a couple yeah, of guys typical. here have done but, right okay. uh, well they are they, I guess they're involved really when it's uh, once once the once the deal has been struck with the buyer mm-hmm. to say look would you be okay with us doing that um, then I guess the uh, the big cheesies are, are rolled out at that stage but well, it's a big production too. Yeah, I was yeah. I was surprised there was uh-huh. I think there was probably half a dozen people or more Is that right? uh, yeah. there because it's, uh, it's filmed in Glasgow I think the production in companies in Glasgow oh I don't know that yeah, so I, yeah. I wasn't aware of that uh-huh. you're, you're, you're better in sidetrack than I am yeah. So, yeah. well I'll listen I'll, I'll maybe have a chat with Mandy and see if she can give me some contacts because it would be good to get one of them on the show Absolutely. and that would be great yeah, and then brilliant. we could have it from ah, both sides oh fantastic yeah do that no, it would be, uh, oh, okay. be great to see how they're doing things but. okay okay um what about um, the auction calendar? I mean, I know from uh, a legal perspective, um, there is a calendar, and I, I tell my clients on a regular basis what that is, which is you start in January, and, and there's stuff that, that is not the best quality of stuff that's still on the market in January, and mm. then it builds up sort of February, and then sort of 
slides back down to March and then you've got your selling ceiling March through to the end of the school year and then everybody goes on holiday for eight weeks there's a wee bit of a peak up until the October break and then it dribbles down until mm. December is that similar or is it just is there any not, rhyme or reason? Not so much. I think that? I think we're we're pretty steady uh-huh. uh, through the year, um, and I think uh, certainly um, again from from my partner agent side of things, there's an acceptance from an estate agent that these are quiet times, and as such, what how, what they'll identify as you might call slow moving stock maybe takes on a different a different. Uh, a different look for them but mm-hmm. in general recognising that we are covering geographically a, a, a wide area um, stock the nature of the stock is also you know a wide variety you know commercial residential and everything yeah everything in between um, that probably you know flattens any peaks and troughs to a certain degree um, and I guess in terms of any corporate business that we're getting be it through um, you know, executory or be through insolvency or be through, you know, asset management, that side of things. Mm-hmm. Not quite so calendar uh, sensitive yeah. as the as the open market. So, you know, I think generally, I mean, we are, we're in Glasgow and Aberdeen every seven weeks, as I've said. So, you know, I think auction on option, there's probably not a huge difference in terms of numbers of mm-hmm. boxes that we're showing. And are you getting the same faces coming to the auctions? Uh, there's there's a few regulars, yeah, yeah, yeah. because ultimately, um, you know, we're you're dealing with investors, you're dealing with developers. Mm-hmm. We're, we're selling on a local basis, so yep. yeah, I mean, you would expect that you're going to get uh, old faithfuls coming along, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's good, you know. Developers like auction because it turns around so quickly. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, once they've decided what the project days. is, um, the sooner they can get the keys, the sooner they can get the mm-hmm. the reefer potentially done or, yeah. or whatever it is. And get their, you know, get it sold on again. So, um, yeah, there's there's some old favourites, but um, generally, I mean, we're getting I don't know 150, 200 people in the room. Wow. Um, it gets gets a bit warm. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and how and long will the auction go on for? It's not it's not long to be honest. We, no. we we try and do it as effectively as we can because we're not managing hundreds and hundreds of lots. Yeah. Um, we're not showing that many, so uh-huh. you know, recognizing that uh, for best effect, it really wants to be, you know, relatively short and focused. Mm. Uh, so we're generally kicking off at two o'clock, so people are registering from sort of half past twelve, one o'clock, or whatever. Yeah. Um, auction starts at two. And usually we're done and dusted back at three, um, but it's during it's during the day because it's a more we found that we've tried uh, the evening we've tried the evenings yeah. previously. Uh, we find that it's more. I mean, ultimately, again, we are we are running a business and we're trying to sell for clients who want to sell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having a having a theater full of, of people just to see what Homes Under the Hammer looks live, it doesn't really help the clients. So no. we're. You know, we're doing it where it's people who are running more often as a business uh, and, and they can make themselves available mm-hmm. at that time. So again, that really contributes to the the strength of success, really, I would, yeah. I would, I would guess. And, you know, it's, it's much more effective. Um, you know, I'd rather put, you know, 150 people in the room with 120 of them actively want to do something well, that's than what I was 500 say. With, with a fraction yeah, of that. Yeah, I know? was going to say, you know, 150 people, you've got to be thinking 120 plots are there so to actually buy something, something. And, yeah. and, and try and bid. Yeah. And, they'll, and they'll have shown their hand before because they say right from the right from the off, we know who's potentially interested in 
particular locks and they're registering because they can come to you before and and try and because sometimes what happens is that you've got the brochure you've got the property there and then the the auctioneer says unfortunately that's been sold yeah so there's there's yeah. deals to be done yeah oh yeah, yeah. And you don't have to necessarily wait until you go to it, it doesn't have to but again that's that's where we're we're continually getting the the, the, the best deal that we can so you're yeah. not necessarily just seeing t- you're always looking out Clearly, for the for best deal for the client. Yeah, and well, if you think, well, listen, yeah. I think this will fly because we've yeah. had maybe three or four people well, sniffing that's about. That's want to do it. Yeah. And there's yeah. A, there's any number of good news stories where it's done exactly that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get into the auction room and let's do what auction does. Yeah. Which is as you as you say, get that bidding war, competitive interest, mm-hmm. call it what you will, and get people ideally going beyond where they would necessarily do if it was the cold closing date yes. type scenario because you've got the know. one opportunity at a closing date and the amount of times that you get a client and I say listen if you had an extra thousand pounds if you mm. had an extra five hundred pounds they would say well you know what I probably would have gone for that Absolutely. and of course that's the, the, the beauty well, the, of the auction <clears throat> you touched on it yourself Jonathan that the, the, the real value for a seller in auction is it's, it's open it's transparent it's on the day mm. you know exactly what you need to do yes. and, and you can you know, as you say, in, in, in closed in, in closing dates, you know, you might be a thousand pounds out, you might be ten thousand pounds mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. You don't have a choice to do anything much about it. No. If you and I are in the auction room and we're both bidding on the same property, I know that all I need to do to be sure of getting that property is put my hand up once more than you, mm-hmm. and and then then I've got it. So you know, what better way to be exactly on the money yes. in terms of, of what you're uh, what you want to spend, and if it's if it goes beyond. Um, again, we'll always say to people, you know, Budget. don't know, know where it works. Uh-huh. It will work to a point. Yeah. Over that point, it will stop working. Just get your hands in your pockets so, or but, sit on uh, them or yeah, do something with them. But, <laughs> I don't know. We don't. I mean, pe- people cannot buy a property and auction by scratching their nose. Much, much as, much as uh, comedy. Oh, I thought that was in. always the case. Yeah. Well, you don't come to auction scratching. <laughs> but um, so it's a bit more. It's not rocket science, no. but it's it's, it's a bit no. more scientific than that. Right. Um, but you know that that open and transparency, you can't you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, you know exactly what you need to do uh-huh. because you're up against the rest of the room. So yeah. it works it works very very well. Yeah. Okay. Um, listen, we'll move towards the exit. Um, it's been great chatting with you. Um, I'm sure that when this comes out, um, we'll we'll get a lot of feedback from it. Um, but if you've listened to any of the the podcasts and the interviews, we do just a quick fire round. Um, so we're going to crack off with that and uh, the, the podcast is very much geared towards first time buyers so what we're going to start off with first bus or taxi would you take a bus or would you take a taxi depending on the time of night <laughs> <laughs> I've never had I'm, that answer I'm a, I'm, I'm a Scotsman so probably the bus bus okay <laughs> um, first tea or football first tea or football oh first tea okay like so. the golf yeah, absolutely um, first choice or uh, self catering uh, first choice probably okay. take me to the beach first film first film yeah oh goodness me too long ago to remember what was the last film you saw last film I saw was the the newest Bourne film can't oh, right. remember the name of it Jason Bourne I've not seen any yeah. of them Did any good Bourne's very good yeah yeah, yeah. enjoyed it trilogy yeah. or, or the, 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 four, the, first, the first film I ever saw would probably have been a a black and white silent movie <laughs> <laughs> he's not that old he's not that old um, first fix or DIY Oh, first fix, definitely. Yeah, you'll D- do DIY. So. I've learned, learned, right. by my, learned by my failures. That's right. Not, so not you'll get a, man in. get a man in. A man Absolutely. in that does. Okay. Yeah. Um, first foot or stay in? Uh, first foot, wherever. 
possible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, last couple. First purchase of property. Oof, long, long time ago. Uh, Nineteen ninety. One bed flat in East Kilbride. Okay. For myself. Right. Uh, Staying it for long. Stayed in it for about four years or so. Moved along since then. First, first property for investment. Yeah. Watch this space. Okay. Yeah. And the first property in East Kilbride, you make a decent turn on it once you sold it. Fine. It was yeah. new when we bought it, so okay. new new prices tend to take a wee yeah, long to. Uh, uh -huh. Sometimes we bit inflated to start off, but okay. you've got to start somewhere. Very much a starter flat, and then started the journey. Yeah. And then the final question: first car. That's always a good one. First car, baby blue Ford Escort. Right, <laughs> Com company car mark minus whatever it was. So, what is it? Yeah, uh, yeah, nice to nice to get. Did it have any miles on the clock when you got it? Oh, I think it was round the clock by the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Com company car, and as much as it was owned by the company, but was, I think they found it round the back door somewhere. But, right. Uh, yeah, great to be driving and, and and got the got the. Well, in every sense, got the journey started, which uh -huh. is great. Yeah. Fantastic. Listen, John, it's been a real pleasure, and I'm sure, listen, we'll have you on again at some point. Brilliant. Thank you, Jonathan. Okay, so that was the interview there with John Loudon at Auction House Scotland. Of all the interviews that I've done, I think probably that one thus far is the one that is going to give you the most amount of content. If you are at all interested in buying something at an auction, you know, you need to get an understanding of actually what it's like on the coal face. And I cannot recommend highly enough to go along to an auction, see what it's all about. You'll go to one or two just to make sure that you understand what is going to happen. It will give you a flavour of what the pressures are when you're making that offer and listen when you're going along for the first time make sure that you stick your hands under your bum don't for goodness sake be drawn into the white heat of the auction and try and pick up a property unless of course that you've had your solicitor look at the legal pack and he is absolutely certain that everything's okay Next week, I'll tell you what we're going to be doing. We're drawing to a close with regards to the actual buying process. Uh, the week before, we had dealt with the exchange of keys. We've now moved on to the dreaded defects. It is something that we as solicitors have to deal with. The client phones you up saying the boiler's on the blink. This item wasn't included in the purchase price. It wasn't there at settlement. The list of defects are long and there are some things, as ever, that you really need to know about before you start to think about making a claim in relation to the defects. So we'll touch on that, defects. What's, up, what's happening in the next week or so? Well, I've got my pedal for Scotland, which is the bike ride from Edinburgh back through to Glasgow. Um, or is it Glasgow through to Edinburgh? I suppose I'd better find that out. I think it is Glasgow through to Edinburgh. I have done, since I came off on holiday, and when I was away on holiday, I'd done probably a week's worth of training, and I've done pretty much hee-haw since then. So I think that's going to be a bit of a challenge, 52 miles on the bike. Please remember that we're trying to raise some money for Alzheimer's, so I've got a donation page on Just Giving, so it'd be great if you could pass me a couple of quid for that 
If you're going to pass me a couple of quid, then do get in touch with me on the emails jgaw374 at gmail.com. Work email is jonathanwilliams at begleybrown.co.uk. Please join the Facebook page on the Bricks and Mortar Facebook. Uh, just type into the search bar Bricks and Mortar and that'll come up with the group. Get me on LinkedIn quite happy to connect with you there and of course the Twitters were on jwilliams underscore bb I'm really going to wrap it up here we'll catch you next week talking about defects once again you've been listening to the Bricks and Mora podcast yes that's a sideways look at property <laughs> <laughs>